0: Hey, Next on the T Nation, thanks for tuning in to this segment of the show. I really appreciate all your support. If you're enjoying the show, please go online to podcastmagazine.com and vote for us in their Hot 50 list. Just go to podcastmagazine.com forward slash Hot 50. Stay up to date with our guest schedule by going online to net. I really appreciate you. Enjoy the segment. Before we get started, I want to remind you about our friends over at the Macklemore. My buddies and I were there last year for our annual golf trip, and it was so amazing. We're going back again this year. Everything about the place is first class. We had great accommodations. The practice facility is wonderful. The on-premise restaurant called The Craig has outstanding food and service. And the course lived up to every great expectation that we had for it. Can't say enough great things about it, folks. Go online to themacklemore.com to see for yourself how spectacular the place is. The golf course is co-designed by our good friends Bill Bergen and Reese Jones, and our friend and PGA tour caddy Kip Henley said, outside of Pebble Beach, it's the most beautiful 18th hole he's ever seen. Golf agreed, Greedo, by the way, naming it the best finishing hole in America since 2000, and Golf Links magazine doubled down on that, naming it one of the top 10 finishing holes in all of golf. See why we're all bragging about it by going online to themackamore.com. And folks, this segment of the show is brought to you by TaylorMade. Golf's an interesting game because the better you hit the ball, the fewer shots you have to hit. That means the better you hit the ball, the less golf you actually have to play. That's why TaylorMade made the all-new Stealth Irons. TaylorMade Stealth Irons feature a cat-back design and a 3D toe wrap designed to help deliver increased distance throughout the bag and more forgiveness on those occasional, or not so occasional, less-than-perfect shots. The result? Better shots more often, so you get to have more fun more often. So if you're the kind of golfer who wants to play less golf more often, try the all-new Stealth Irons from TaylorMade, Beyond Driven. Okay, now back in making his 16th appearance with me here on Next on the Tee, is not just one of the top 100 instructors, according to Golf Magazine, but one of the top instructors on the planet, and that's Eric Johnson. Eric has obviously been a great friend of the show, going all the way back to season number one in 2014, No one makes this segment more fun or one that I look forward to more than Eric does. Let me remind you about his background. Played his college golf and was a four-year letterman at Mississippi State from 1992 to 1995. He helped them win back-to-back Kroger intercollegiate titles in 94 and 95. Golf Magazine, like I say, has named Eric a Top 100 instructor every year since 2011. He was also recognized by Golf Digest as a Top 40 Under 40 teacher. He is a three-time Tri-State PGA Teacher of the Year. He is also a four-time Horton Smith Award winner for his contributions to education. Eric played out on the Canadian Tour, the Sunshine Tour, and the Golden Bear Tour. He was the Director of Instruction at Oakmont Country Club for many years. He's soon going to be back in a state where I keep telling my wife we need to move to, and that's Montana. In June, you'll be able to find Eric at Yellowstone Club in Big Sky, Montana. And like I say, Eric is one of my all-time favorite guests but also one of my favorite people on the planet and I'm honored he is back with me again tonight here on next on the T. Hey, how are you? My friend,
1: Chris, my man, you know, I've said this so many times, like, you know, you're the most prepared guy in radio and on the airwaves. And, uh, you know, every time I hear that in the introduction, I, so I played with, uh, Joe ally today. Uh, we played at the tanning country club and he's a big fan podcast and you and, Great Pittsburgh guy and Randy and Jesse Striver And and they said, Wow, you shot 74 today. You played like a pro. And I was like, Boy, well, you know, Rosh is 64, not 74. So it just, it just reminds me how I used to be good at one time and now I think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, when Joe said that today, I was like, Okay, they gave me four shots today. I, I can't even believe I'm going to admit that, but I, they so played a four handicaps, and they're like, you're a sandbagger. He shot 74. I'm like, guys, Randy's shot, he's a 15, he shot 39 on the back. Now, I am going to brag, i won 35 bucks today, which I will not turn into the IRS. And I, <laughs> I was very happy about winning, because those, those bandits have a take money from me every time I go there. So, it was uh, it was nice to hear the introductions, and I appreciate it. But, man, I, what used to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: that's yeah. Yeah, I gotta get your thoughts right. We're on the heels of, uh, of the masters. So what, what did you think about what you saw over those four days?
1: Well, um, first of all, it was as the world, it, you know, people say that tired come back too soon. No. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the world wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. You know, um, we, we, I think we all, uh, wanted to give him credit for the hard work that he's done to even be able to walk the ground. I mean, I personally thought that he would have played St. Andrews first. Um, but when, you know, the world went crazy when the jet landed at, you know, at Augusta and, you know, we're going to play some practice now and see if we can do this. And, and I think it was amazing. Um, Rory still, um, uh, electrified in the final round. I, uh, you know, it almost looked like a, Uh, U.S. Open or an Open Championship to me a little bit in the beginning because it was a little bit survival except for Scotty Scheffler who was just doing stuff that, you know, we just look at and go, was he playing Augusta Country Club or was he playing the National? (laughs) I, I don't know. It seemed like he was on a different course than everyone else. Um, so, uh, you know, to see a champion like Scotty Scheffler come out and do it, um, was, it was amazing. Um, I personally don't know if I would have had the courage to come out and say I was, you know, crying and upset, uh, before the final round. It just shows humility that that young man has. And, you know, he's way above his 25 year old age. I mean, um, he went from the guy that couldn't win on tour. Now he can't lose. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's frightening. Um, from a technical standpoint, I think the path of his golf swing is flawless. Um, I, I is think right? leg action reminds, yeah, I mean, it's the path of his swing, in my opinion, as well. Um, the leg action is, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's confusing. Um, uh, and, um, I don't know, it reminds me a little bit about, <clears throat> you know, when I first time I played with Duvall in college, I looked at him, he a shut grip and. You know, his face was totally shut at the top and then he ran his legs laterally and, and raced it and hit a bullet cut in the first hole. And I'm like, okay, none of that makes sense. And it's a little bit like Zinger, you know, you got a really strong grip, shut face. They got to run laterally to, to, to not hook it. And, uh, and there's a lot of that in there. There's a lot of that slide. Uh, we saw some of that with Norman. We see, you know, like Justin Thomas go vertical. I, I understand the verticals. More than I do the laterals. Um, and so we'll see, you know, I mean, Chris, we just don't know. I mean, when you, when you look at it, I mean, will he be able to continue this? I, I don't know. Um, we've kind of had our, our runs with, well, Rory and JT and Spieth. and you could say DJ and, um, Jason Day for that matter, Brooks Keza, Rom, Kent Lake. They've all been hot for these little portions. But they don't ever seem to have the longevity like a tiger. So, will Scotty keep this going? I hope so. I mean, I, I, I think he's a phenomenal young man. And, uh, uh, so I, I'm rooting for him. And, and I, 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 I hope, it, I think we all love to see when tiger was just rousing people. I mean, you know, you always root for the underdogs, but watching dominance is so fun to watch. I mean, like, <laughs> everybody knew they were playing for seconds. And they'd even talk about it. I mean, you know, when Tiger wins two majors by 27 shots, you know, there's something going on. That doesn't happen. Running 105 seconds doesn't happen. I mean, um, and they all knew it. Um, So, when we see see Scheffler, you know, keep this up? I don't know. Um, What I saw in a short game, it could be the best in the world. I mean, you know, especially, I believe it was Friday he hit it to the right of Rays Creek on on 13, to the right even the, the bridge there, and then hits this unbelievable pitch, and, you know, stops it in there a foot or two, and makes it, you go, know, I don't think they have ever seen anyone over there, and that pitch was amazing. I mean, you know, starting the final round, I mean, hit it left on one, over the green, so pitch makes the putt. Unbelievable. You know, number two drives it down the middle, it's it in the bunker, not a great bunker shot, misses the putt. Three drives it way left again, you know, kind of jumps the tip a little bit there and pitch and, uh, if the hill comes back, then he makes it. Now I guarantee you. Um, and I, I, I've, I've helped him sit really early in his years. And, um, long story short, Buddy Martin is an agent member at Oakmont. I was the director of instruction and said, take a look at this kid. And I worked with him for three or four hours. and <clears throat> There wasn't much to say. And he goes out at Oakmont. shoots uh, 71 from the tips and the next day she's 65. And Buddy said, wow. what do you think? I think they into the first team of Major <laughs> as fast as you can, like, <laughs> like, get them out on the tour, like as fast as you can. Sign them right now. Uh, you know, it was one of those like, do not pass, go. Like, just get them up going. Um, so, um, uh, it was fun to see Cam and, and, and watch what he's done and, and how he's grown and progressed. And, uh, you know, so, so we'll see with, with Scotty. I mean, but when I think, excuse me, Chris, when I think he made that uh third shot on three, that's when Cam had like a body jolt because you know, Kepler is supposed to make five minutes. There's no way he gets that up and down. And Cam was in the same spot and didn't, and he made Bowie. I think Cam was probably thinking I'm there, I'm tied for the lead if I might not be in the lead. And sure enough, he's back to three shots back. And then obviously had it you know as he said bad swing at a bad time that you know people always you know say to me is that a joke is this that i don't think it's a joke i think you know bad swings come at bad times i mean and other people might have a different opinion on that there are times that we do choke and that we give it away but uh what i saw with him you know making some loose swings kind of you know kind of the, throughout the day but uh you know i just think that was a Bad shot at a bad time. I don't know, but you know we'll see with Scotty. I I wish his you know leg action was a little bit cleaner. Um, But you know, then again, I say, well, you know, hell, you look at uh, you know the top fifty winners in there, and not all uh, of the all-time winning list, and not all of them have aesthetically pleasing swings. You know, I mean, top of my head, I'm gonna go back here. I might get some of these wrong, but Byron Nelson. Palmer, Floyd, Torino, Nicholas, Kucher, Kurek, Hazinger, Hubert Green, Phil, Walter Hagen, uh, Billy Casper. You know, I mean, not all of those guys had aesthetically pleasing swings like Tiger or Louis Hazen Louis, Louis or uh, 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 Charles Schwarzel, you know, or Ernie and or Adam Scott. <clears throat> you know, there's a, or, you know, l- listen, there's not Ben Hogans, right? You know, <laughs> they're probably less perfect swings than there are the ones that have uniqueness. Trevino, I mean, think of that. Boy, tucked way inside, pulls up, down left. You know, I mean, there's just not many of those out there that win repeatedly. So, you know, obviously Scotty's on a roll and got something going. And I, I just, I just really root for that kid. He's just, uh, he seems well beyond his years. So to your point about
0: it being not aesthetically pleasing or maybe just not um, perfect like an Adam Scott that we all picture or a Tom Pertzer, when yeah. things start to go wrong in a swing like that, Eric, like a uh, guy that comes to mind is Matt Wolf. I mean, that swing is, yeah. I, I don't know where that came from. He certainly got out there on tour. He played well in college and, and started out playing really well. He's a guy who seems to have lost himself a bit. He shot 81-78 <clears throat> this past week to miss the cut. But if things start to go wrong and you don't have that sort of net, you know, the, the swing that we all sort of this is how you're supposed to swing a golf club. How do you get it back to where it was, back to where you that the player was scoring well, playing well, and um, when it's so unconventional, like a wolf or like the the slide that Scotty has.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, Chris, when I look at Jim Furyk, he's the ultimate study on the PGA Tour, in my opinion. He's one of the most consistent greatest ball strikers. Uh oh seven, I thought he was gonna win. I you know, picked him for a lot of a lot of shows and it's a very unconventional looking golf swing, but it repeats. And and that's just it has to repeat. I don't care how aesthetically pleasing it is, some might say, well Adam Scott's the most has the most beautiful swing on the turf. Well how many times has he won? Well, not enough. He isn't one like a Furick, right? I mean so it doesn't have to look pretty, but it has to repeat. And, and, and I'm not being critical of Scotty. I, I just, when I just look at some of the all-time classic golf swings and some of the, the wise costs and the, 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 the Hogan's and the, the Bernie's and the Nick Price's and the Aldo, aesthetically so beautiful. Um, I mean, Sebby was my favorite player and he hit it everywhere. Uh, he literally was my favorite player ever. And then I think it was Faldo, and they have two totally different styles of game. I'm probably more than Seve without the shirt game. <laughs> I wish I was a little more foulish. <laughs> but you know, yeah, uh, I hit it everywhere and I can't seem to get up down and and and, and hit it places where he just go, Okay, hold on. A really? And uh so that's the ultimate in in, in this game. And 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 this is what will I think ultimately Chris this will determine it if Scotty can repeat it. And he can have you like Cali. Uh, after last year, I would have had him winning everything this year. And I'm not gonna call it slump. Please don't get me wrong on that. I just you just go okay. Where is he at? I mean, like he just hasn't come out like he, you know, was last year. Um, DJ went on those runs, were winning all those years in a row, and and you know now you kind of see him struggle a little bit. And then he went to Steve where he went through his thing. Ricky, Ricky, uh, Fowler. Look at what, what happened there. I almost call him Flower because did you see that thing on the tour event when the guys said, like, on the tee, Ricky Flower? You know, now I say it's stuck in my head, but, um, <laughs> when they're introducing him, I can't get it out of my head, but, but you look at Fowler, he's gone through some rough times where, you know, it's a unique swing. And, uh, I don't know if that has much to do with the swing other than it does with putting. Um, I thought Paul McGinley and Brando Chambly, had some of the best exchanges I've ever heard in my life. And I've got to tell you, I was a Paul McGinley fan and I started hearing him on these telecasts, And I, I, he's like catapulted on my list. I mean, when he talks about life getting in the way, life does get in the way, Chris, you know that. I mean, we all go through ups and downs and we, 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 we were on top of the world and we might not be on top of the world and life gets in the way a little bit. And it's, I think it's how you deal with it. And then, I think ultimately it's how we, you know, keep progressing through it. You know, I mean, um, I thought one of the greatest things Tiger kept saying is there's no off, there's no off days and, and I got to work every day and I don't want to do it. I don't want to sit in these ice baths. And, heck, I don't even like cold showers. I, if You think you're getting in an ice bath? You are crazy. That's not happening. <laughs> you know, I don't like cold showers, but I mean, but, but he's in there doing all this stuff every day to try to compete. And, and I, I think we're going to see a, if the weather is good <clears throat> at St. Andrews, you might see a little bit more of a uh, competitor that, that has a chance to win. Uh, if it's cold, wet, and windy, I don't see Tiger have a, a real good chance um, with some limitations of, of movement. But, uh, but you know what? Everybody, well, not everybody. Uh, how many times have we heard people say, oh, he's done. He never comes back. 13 surgeries. Right. Well, guess what? He, he always comes back. He's like a he's like a cyborg or Terminator, <laughs> like the guy. He doesn't have an off switch. like just you know, like Terminator. He's gone. He like you're dead. No, he's not dead. He's keeping going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I just I just I think he's just going to keep going, and I, I think we'll see him, you know, compete when he can, and and and, and I hope he does because I thought that the uh, um I'm not a fan of the term patrons, but I thought the fans were unbelievable to him. Uh, and recognizing what he did. And I think he deserves that.
0: Eric, you mentioned, you know, Cam Smith making a bad swing at a bad time. And I kind of want to talk a mental approach because we saw him get out of position, you know, put pressure on himself and then um, have an opportunity to make a run then back at at Sheffler for the back nine. He could have made a spectacular run. He made one of the few birdies all week on 11. And then we saw, you know, what he did on 12. But what, What I can't figure out is we've seen this tournament forever, right? And guys lose their opportunity to win the golf tournament right there on 12. We've seen it in the past. We saw Jordan Spieth lose his opportunity for back-to-back Masters. When he put two in the water on 12 back in 2016, we have, you know, looking at other guys that have done the very same thing back in 2019. How many guys, you know, Brooks Koepka and And, and the like, you know, Dustin Johnson have an opportunity to win that golf tournament, but they all put the ball in the water on 12. And the way to play, you play, the the way to play 12, uh, the way I've always heard it and the way we saw Tiger do this in 19 and in the past is you hit the ball over the bunker in the middle of 12, in the middle of the green. You take your two putts and you try to continue your charge on 13. Firing at that pin is opening yourself up for double, triple or worse. But guys keep doing it. Why, what is it going to take for guys to understand if you're going to make a charge, you just got to take your three on 12 and continue it on 13?
1: Yeah, so, you know, I, this this goes back to uh, this goes back a long way, and I am don't know how much time we have, but I'm going to try to make it brief, but the first time I saw Augusta was 91 or 92. We played Mississippi State, obviously, you know that story, but uh, we played Augusta College's tournament, and uh, when I got onto Augusta, I couldn't believe it. And I felt so we're walking across the crosswalk. I mean, I haven't even, listen, Chris, I haven't even gotten past number one. And I'm on my hands and knees. I said, what is this? This dick can't be real grass. And I'm on my hands and knees. And the guy at the crosswalk is like, my man, you okay? Yeah, what is it? I said, is this real grass? And he goes, what? I said, is this real grass? He goes, yeah, now get off your knees. <laughs> I said, it can't be like, it looks like carpet. You know, so then you go down at twelve, and you're a spectator and you get on there and look at it and I'm like, wow, there's no green there. And it's it, it, it like a shot that you know, so years later, you know, we got to go down with Mr. Brand, who a member at Oakmont, won the Bobby Jones Award as a special, special guy. Um Actually, Bobby Jones was his sponsor into Augusta. Probably doesn't get better than that one, but um so we'd go down as an assistant. We'd fly down on Monday in the plane and He'd, you know, bring customers in all week. So we'd get to go on the first plane down with him, and then he'd fly us back, and then the next customers would come back on Monday night. You know, it was, it was awesome. So we'd spend a day there, and he'd take us everywhere. he opened up the champion's locker room, and, and the guys are in there. And this back in the days when they could do this. They were back in there smoking and drinking and playing cards. They're like, hey, Fred, okay, yeah. hey, fellas, shut the door now. Okay, see you, boys. You know, it was priceless, you know. Uh This is my name. It's the older guys are still in there to be able to do that. But, um, and he took us everywhere. And, and then then to get to play it. So the first time I got to play it, we were down with Mr. Usher and his son and uh, uh passing it and I got on a 12, and I had to back off. Now, I thought 11 was the hardest shot I ever hit. I mean, like the second shot into that. I mean, we we played the members' teams the first day, and I had a sandwich in the first day. I pummeled the draft. And then we played the, the, the tips that afternoon, and I had that crappy little hook, and I had two fifty sticks into the hole, and I'm like, okay, this is the hardest hole I've ever played. You know, I was scared to death on top, of that I really can't see anything. I bombed it on the, you know, 12 tee box, just like some of the other guys are doing. You get on 12, and it's a scary shot. I mean, it, there's only, I think it's nine paces over the bunker, and you heard Jack say there's six places you need to miss that you have to be careful of. You know, you, 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 you can't hit it left on two. You know, you, you, you can't hit it left on, um, on 13. You can't hit it left on the second shot, 15. You know, um, you can't rinse it on 12 and you can't rinse it on 11. Those are the, you know, six big shots you have. And why these guys just don't just, uh, you know, Fred Couples that probably the luckiest break of his life, uh, right in the side of the hill on 12. I mean, it, and he even pulled another ball up and rolled right in like it's just luck. You have to get lucky sometimes. Um, I think Scheffler got lucky on three when he picked that thing in. And I think that's what really changed that tournament. And, uh, and it, it was so, it was so phenomenal to, to watch. I mean, it, it, it just, you know, when he made that shot, I guarantee you, Cam Smith is like, okay, game on. I got the lead. And I'm sure he prices the same thing on 11. I burning 11. And he just, he made a bad shot. I mean, it's obviously in Jordan's head a little bit. I mean, but you saw other guys do the same thing, Molinari, you saw Kepka, you saw all those guys on won. I mean like they all rinsed it. And you go, Hey fellas, have you ever seen the left side of the green over there? There's a lot of green and there's a lot of space and there's a bunker over right. there, you hit the bunker and you just don't rinse it. Yeah. get it on dry land. And and they they just they you know um Freddie talks about his body always just kinda swung of to the pin. Well, you can't do that there. You, you, you just, just get a three and, and leave yep. and be happy, you know? Uh, right. I just, I just, but, but I mean, scary shot. I mean, it's a, it was an, I think I hit an eight iron the first time that I played and, um uh, nine iron and, you know, nine iron and, 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 you know, but it is such a tiny green. And it's on that, that little angle. It just makes it even harder. Uh, it's just a, it's a scary shot. Although I honestly thought, Eleven from the tenth was the the harder
0: shot. I don't know, Eric. Before I let you go, and I know you're not a social media guy, but how can our listeners stay up to date with you and then catch up with you when you head up to Montana this summer?
1: So EricJohnsonGolf dot com, Twitter, which you know how much I put on there. I'm gonna start. I keep saying that. I promise. You've been you. saying that for five years. Times now. in a row. I think I, I think it have been fourteen <laughs> times in a row. But um, you know. I, don't worry about me but I, I want to say one thing I, I, I saw Frank at, uh in 16 and I uh, he was one of my idols growing up and watching him play um, you know back in 94 and I looked it back up tonight and he played so great at Oakmont um, and I said to him at 16 I said I really love you I love you as a commentator but I love you better as a player he kind of scoffed that off a little bit and I'm like no really man you, when I was at Oakmont you were like Sixty nine, seventy one, sixty eight. I don't think he played good in the final round, but you know, I think he's still top six or something. But you know, what a player and honor to uh, 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 watch him growing up. And so I, I hope I hope everyone really listens to him. And what an amazing commentator and 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 show you have tonight, Susan. All she's done for the PGA of America. But Frank Navarro, he was my he was one of my heroes growing up. He was right there with. With uh, Led and or uh, Saldo and and Teddy and you know those Europeans Darren Clark all. those guys are cool. Everyone else on the tour was the you know, American tour wasn't cool, but those guys were cool. <laughs> so tell him, I, I, tell him if he's not listening, tell him how much of a fan I am of his. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure he can hear
0: as he waits to come on. So I'm sure that that's uh, a wonderful compliment to him. Thank you for sharing
1: that, Eric. Yeah, my I friend, don't you're the what best. I'm Hey, man. Listen, all the best. I love you and thanks for everything and keep, keep doing what you're doing. You're the best ever.
0: I appreciate you, Eric. Take care, my friend. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon.
1: Yes, sir. See you, buddy. Bye.
0: See, that is the great Eric Johnson. Eric Johnson Golf is, uh, is the website. Eric's going to be up at Yellowstone Club in Montana this summer. So if you're anywhere in that nape of the vine, you need to go check out Eric. Again, he's one of the top 100 instructors. My Golf Magazine has been so for many, many years. And like I say, Eric has been a wonderful friend of this show as he has uh, been joining me every year since uh, we started, uh, you know, nine years ago. We're in season nine.
1: So I can't thank Eric enough for all of his contributions to this show. Makes the segment so much fun.